0: And welcome everybody to my independence report. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm really excited. And uh, I I say that a lot, but I really mean it this time, uh, because I've I've got we've got a wonderful man that is with us, and he's going to spend probably an hour, maybe a little bit more time with us than that, because it is an important topic that we're going to cover. And I can't think of anybody that I've met, really honestly, in recent memory, who has done as much as he's done, as many places as he's done it. And he's, he's put it all together to come together into a book that is designed for you to figure out how to help yourself with or without help with somebody else. But it it's really is, it, it's, it struck me as being a great, a great book. And, and Foss Rosario is our, is our guest today. And uh, how are you, sir? Kevin,
1: I'm wonderful. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited about what we're going to do.
0: I right, so am I now. First of all, uh, let's set the stage a little bit. You've been doing you've been a, a therapist for 40 years. You don't look like you've been, you must have started when you were 10.
1: That's all the makeup, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really me here, <laughs> but,
0: but you've been doing this for a long time.
1: I have for a long time, and I still enjoy it.
0: Now, you've done it in bunches of places. I want to focus in on probably the toughest place I could imagine, and that you are a therapist in the prison. What is that like? That's
1: much more rewarding than you would know. Um, you know, I, I kind of stumbled on that. I was working in a in a clinic, in an al- a drug and alcohol clinic, and uh, they needed someone to go in there just for a, an afternoon or so, see a few of the inmates, just kind of uh, augment their system. And then uh once i got there things started to go well and the administration said would you mind coming in and uh you know we're looking for a substance abuse counselor here well you know it was a, a challenge the pay was better i said oh well why not uh i'll give it a try what's the worst that could happen and i stayed there five years um st- and uh, you know did everything from helping the uh, officers to providing a whole array of services for the inmates and you know you learn a lot more about your your freedom and and, and uh And how much we have in this country when you see it, uh, you know, with people who have had it taken away from them or have surrendered it, whatever way you want to look at it.
0: Well, and a lot of, you know, I I I was in a prison one, <laughs> I was in a prison one time, I was years ago, I was a, a boxer, an amateur boxer, and we went there to fight the inmates. That was not a very good idea, by the way.
1: We, we had one of those programs. <laughs> it didn't go well.
0: <laughs> no, because it's like they said, oh, don't worry, we'll match you up with somebody of equal ability. Well, there is, yeah. when you're on the outside versus the inside, there's no such thing. <laughs> These guys, that's all they do is practice that (laughs) and and get into shape and all that. Of course, that for them, it's a matter of survival. But uh, so but that was rewarding in the fact that you were able to help people that were that were, you know, I suppose when you're in prison, that's probably the worst. You're at the bottom of the bottom.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting Um, when you get that's where people when you're at the bottom, when you bottom out in your life, that's when you. Uh, if, if you're really concerned about yourself, that's where you start putting things back together. That's where you can, because you're really weeded out all the other stuff. And, and as a, a, a therapist going in, uh, you really learn a lot about you because you, know, you think you have the answers and then all of a sudden you see a different side of life and all of a sudden you don't have all the answers. You're really learning as you go. Um, you know, so you, you, you put your pride aside, you put your education aside and you learn while you're helping other people. And a lot of it, uh, if I learned anything there, it's to listen. It's to, uh, no, to go in with no pre- uh, preconceived notions, no uh, decisions about what the other person's all about. Just you know, be real, listen to them and, and go from there. And boy, when you do that, things work out really nicely. You learn a lot, you help a lot of people because all those stereotypes you think are there don't exist.
0: Oh, yeah, those those stereo those darn stereotypes
1: Those stereotypes the ones the ones we work with a lot today You don't have to be in a prison to work with those.
0: Oh, no, not a bit. Not a bit So of all the places that you've that you've been a therapist and worked with what was your most rewarding? Was it the prison setting or the the deaf kids or the uh, drug and alcohol? I mean, you've done a lot.
1: It's hard to put a, you know, a label on that because each one of them gave me something specific, something unique that, uh, that helped to, uh, to shape the way I, I think and the way I, and the way I counsel. Um, I think being in private practice after having so much diversification on the way up, uh, that put me in a position to know a whole lot more about what I was doing because I had a lot more to draw on. So that made the practice, the private practice, which is about 32 years now, a very rewarding place to be uh, people would come in and I wasn't that one dimensional counselor, that or that guy that was relying on what I was taught in college I had a whole lot to draw from and and things that shaped me in a in, in a different direction that I thought that I'd be in so you know the, the practice has really been rewarding uh, and I and I have the ability to go back and forth and help still help drug and alcohol people and and still get involved with the prison if I want to so it's not like I cut anyone out uh, right. you, you keep on going and you keep
0: on learning so when was it when you woke up one day and said hey i think i'll write a book and put everything i know in the book
1: that uh, comes toward the end you know uh, about 25 years ago i really wanted to put something together that could help anyone you know people come in the office and they have this problem and that problem and i wanted to put something together so i i weeded out what didn't work too well and, you know. We're taught a lot of things in graduate school and most of them can apply, but uh, you know, when you get in the real world setting, uh, a lot of what you thought you knew didn't always apply. So I spent a lot of time putting together what worked and taking out what didn't and i put together this program i called the process way of life it's simply working uh, with the processes we have inside us things like honesty and communication and faith and uh humility all those kinds of things and i put about 52 of those together and i was working i did that for about 20 years with my people i didn't come in and say okay i'm going to put you in the process way of life now but i used all those components as they started to work, people would say, geez, you got to write this down. You know, let me bring it home to tell me exactly. Cause what the program does is take what's inside you already teach you all about it and then give you the exact steps. And that's the key, the exact steps to do it. So about six years ago, five, six years ago, I started to uh, research it, see how the book would best be presented if I wrote one, because I wanted that design to, to, to hit anyone. And then, uh, three four years ago I started writing it and we finished the end of last at the end of 2019 and got it published so it was a long time coming and based upon something that was I knew was working for people and and then again anyone can use doesn't matter who you are where you're coming from we all have the same things inside us that's what we're all trying to preach here we would just you know kind of take hold of that uh and so the program works
0: and the book itself is called The Fix Yourself Handbook, and you can pick that up at Amazon or any major bookseller. You're a silver award winner. You're a gold medal award winner. Uh, the book has been received very well. Does it make you feel good about that?
1: It makes me, as a person who's done this, who's been in service all my life, the most the thing that I uh, feel best about is that it's, it's, the program is ongoing. Uh, people are, are, are benefiting from it. You know, we, we're, we're in a time in our nation where things are really, really getting serious. And uh, some, some people are saying, well, let me, let me fix me. I can go out then and maybe extend what I'm learning to other people. So that makes me feel good. And, you know, uh, on the flip side of that, anytime you do something and people are receiving it well, you say, well, gee, maybe I did something that's going to help some people here. So that feels good too.
0: Now, do you feel like uh, this is a blueprint that other therapists can take into their practice and use as well?
1: They can. And the key is that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to break the stigma of self-help. What we've, what we've gotten to is uh, this kind of a culture where we don't want to tell anyone they're broken. And we started coddling people. Publishers were, were, you know, they were discarding some of the harder uh, methods like this when one that is straightforward and make people step back and say, gee, something wrong, you know? Uh, so I, I want to break that mold and get back to the point where we say, look, I've got some things that are wrong with me. I got to kind of get myself going, uh, be honest with myself, be able to fix those things. Uh, if I do that, I'm going to feel a whole lot better. So that part of it, I feel really good about. Uh, can therapists uh, uh, benefit from this? Yeah. If you're willing to be a therapist that, that doesn't back down or try to make people feel good, you know, if they leave the office and, come in and call you and say, I'm really struggling with what we said today, and you're willing to take their call. You really did something good because you made them think. And that's really what this is all about. Getting in there, you know, and shoveling off the debris and getting back to the person that you are. And we can't do that by being easy on people. We have to, we have to be factual. to be hard on them. But we've got to be factual with them.
0: Well, I, I was impressed because one of the chapters is talks about brutal honesty. Um, and and no, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be brutally honest about who they are or what what's going on with them and, and stuff. How do, how do you present that to them?
1: Straightforward. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tell people, you know, it's just like we talked about, you know, the prison people kind of bottomed out. We all do that in our own lives. Uh, we get to the point where things aren't right and we say oh i can't do this anymore okay then the first step is to say let's look at where you are which means you've got to be honest i don't care what you take what, what you what you're fixing you're going if, if your computer doesn't work well you have to take it in you're not going to lie to the guy and say well it's kind of okay but just one little thing there or your car or whatever why would you do it with yourself if you're gonna fix yourself you got to go get honest and say these are the parts that are either broken or at least aren't working well. And I keep on repeating these negative things. They're holding me back. But you have to get honest and pointing the finger at someone else or denying it or making it look like it's better than it is. That's not going to work. Look, that's- you know, and you're not, you're not going out there and broadcasting it to the world. You're just admitting it. You can keep it private with yourself or a friend or a therapist or whatever, and then start working on it, making it better.
0: It is... For a lot of people, it's really, really hard to sit in and to say, my life is the, the way it is because I chose it to be that way, or I've, I've made choices that have caused it to be this way. It's nobody else's fault but my own. Um, it's hard for people to come to that place, isn't
1: it? It is, because what you do is you take all the props away. You take all the diversions away. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we've become a society that is uh, pleasures, we're pleasure seekers, who, uh, who are slaves to quick fixes. So you know, you know, if, if something's wrong with you, you, go to the doctor, get a pill, come home and say, I, okay, I'm going to be better. And we all know all that, all that stuff, whether it's denial, whether it's going to the doctor, whatever it may be, it does nothing but treat the symptom. It doesn't get to the underlying cause. It's not designed to do that. So the program that I'm putting forth is designed to get in there, get deep, get it fixed once and for all, you know, and then, you know, you can go back. It's a reference book. I do you can always go back and say, where'd I go off track again and you go find it. You know, that's the way life is. If we don't get down deep and fix what's there, we are going to continue to have problems and every quick fix in the book is not going to, it's not going to come up and help us
0: well i really like the way the the book is laid out because what you what you do is is it's it's like a reference book so if you've got a particular issue you can skip to that particular chapter and you can get help with that and and you actually provide solutions at the end it's not just a um uh, you're screwed up and you need to get help kind of thing you actually provide them with with work to do right
1: I do. And that's the way I counsel. Uh, but you know, I looked at, you know, before you start setting these things up, you go through self-help literature, you see what's there. And what I found was there are long winded expressions of, you know, of things. Let's, let's do this 40 page chapter on, on all this stuff. And, and then at the end, the, the reader walks away and says, I'm not sure what they want me to do here. You know, they give me some, some idea and, and, you know, in, in, in self-help, it's usually women that, uh, read self-help much more than men so I, I, I wanted to make sure the men were covered so you know and and we have those solutions because women were saying you know okay here's another one that's telling me to do the telling me what i have to do but never giving me the blueprint i wanted to present the blueprint okay so we we did 36 chapters that are four five pages long here's the topic which is essentially you're, you're presenting issue uh, i'm having you know honesty may be my problem Um, We give all the, the processes necessary in the book to work with that subject. We present enough information so you can see where it can go off track. Then I say now, do these things. And if they go home and try them to the best of their ability, it happens. And uh, I haven't seen anyone fail in the program yet. And I have no one that came back and said either read the book or, or was in the office or heard about the program and started doing it and said this doesn't work. It has to work because everything's already inside us. And <laughs> you know, this is not some new age thing. I, you know, I, I'm not given the, the the acronyms and here's all the things to remember. It's already there. It's the things we we have to do. We already have them, but those tend to be the hard ones because those are the ones we pushed aside.
0: How do you help people get past the story that they've been telling themselves for their entire life?
1: Simple question to start it. How's that been working for you? <laughs> you know, and and that's where they say, "Well, that's why I'm here." So you know, it hasn't been working. Uh, from you know, there, there's that old adage: if you're a spiritual person, is if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. You know, <laughs> you know, it's true it's a it's the same thing so when they come in they say well I do it this way or or the typical thing as well I'm that person made me angry and I say that's impossible that person can't make you angry you allowed them to make you angry let's go inside and make you stronger that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you you did what our culture told you to do go out go, take everything from outside of you to either fix you or make you feel better Every, and we saw that in the pandemic, we had down. Well, now there was no outside place to go. And people were, you know, were just emotionally just being, being, being challenged to the point they didn't know what to do. Everything's inside. That's where you go. And it's very simple. I'm just going to help you identify what it is. And then you work with it. Even if you, you do 30, 40% of what I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better.
0: How do you get people to understand that everything is inside, but when they are have been taught their whole life that everything is an external issue, that somebody's doing this to me or somebody's doing that to me or they were mean or that, that, that. How do you get somebody to understand that none of that has any relevance and it all has to do with you?
1: I tell them what I did, you know, and and, I, and I'm very clear. I mean, you know, you get to a point where you're. As people like to say, you have an expert teacher, an expert in some area, but you don't just get there. You know, it's not like you uh, no, I'm I'm this one human in the world that didn't have all these issues. Obviously, they were there, so I can tell them how I used them. So now I used to do it like you did it. I used to say, "Well, that person may matter. That person's responsible for this." Or, uh, "No, I'm not really like that." And but then again, the the unhappiness wasn't was there. The productivity wasn't where it should have been. Uh, You know, I really didn't feel emotionally okay. I was so conflicted, but I started doing these things. Took a while, but you know, then I started to realize now I'm not doing those negative things. So, what I was doing is just conjuring up a whole lot of negative energy inside myself. And then I was saying, I was unleashing that on the world. I wasn't ever ever me. No one would ever know I was doing it, but I felt it. I I knew what was there. I tell them what I did. And then they say, gee, that's what I was, that's what I'm doing. I said, good. Well, if I could fix it, then you can too. Uh, It's at that process of identification. You're in the room. It's sort of like when alcoholics go to 12 step programs, well, the other guy's an alcoholic. So he understands me, geez, my therapist or the guy that wrote the book already did this stuff. Right. And it worked for him. That's one of the reasons why he wrote it.
0: Exactly. Well, you've been, and you've been doing it for 40 years, by the way, we're talking with, uh, Faust, uh, R- <laughs> thank you very much. And he's again, written the book. Go ahead. The
1: fix yourself handbook.
0: And it's been, it's been getting great reviews. And people really, really uh, are are being, it's, it's resonating with a lot of people, especially now in the time of COVID in the time of political unrest and all that, everybody's looking for something to, to help them because it's pretty, it's pretty, gl- pretty uh, glum out there or, or pretty, pretty nasty out there. Well, how would you describe where we're at and what we need to do to move forward in a positive way so that we can get out of this crap?
1: The first thing we always do is we, so to speak, we diagnose where we are. We are living in a culture that is steeped in anger and fear and is using uh, coping devices to deal with it. And those typically are to go at the other person. Uh, That's not going to work. I don't care whether it's in the political realm. I don't care if it's in your your family or your friends. If you're not going to be positive, if that's not what you're going to put out there, then what you're going to receive back isn't going to be positive. And we have this reciprocity that's negative going all the time. If we're willing to, be okay inside we do what we have to do so that we feel okay with ourselves we're much more tolerant of other people where those biases and those stereotypes go you know they just fall by the wayside and the key in the end is always to take everyone one person at a time i don't know how people go after people and say that whole segment of the population you know i remember back in the um, previous election when i think it was hillary clinton said there was a basket of deplorables well i don't know did she meet every one of those people is what i said to myself <laughs> of course not and and i don't mean to single her out i'm just using that as an example because we all do it and we have to be able to say one person at a time like how, I, how am i with you and if you disagree with me that's okay you have your opinion that's what this nation was built on difference of opinion that's how we. That's how we're always able to uh, to be strong because that helped, helped had us looking at different things and giving the other guy a chance to do something. So before we do all that, we better be strong enough inside because that energy that we're that we're that we're living with every day inside is what we're going to bring out to everybody else.
0: And it's so it can be so negative, and so destructive. And it's self-destructive as well as it is dis- destroying somebody else because you can't get – well, let me ask you. Can you get past – if you're angry all the time, can you achieve what you want?
1: You can get those quick fixes. If um, if you're in business, maybe you can sell more products, those types of things. But can you be the person you want to be? Can you be happy? Can you be uh, relatively stress-free? No. Uh, can, can your intellect rise above your emotions? That's a difficult one because emotions tend to guide what we do. And, 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 and some people wear that on their sleeve. I'm an emotional person, they say. Well, that's great, but you don't have to be. Um, you know, the key is to slow down life a little bit. You know? Think about where you are. Think about how you're going to respond and, and, and what, what that response is going to trigger in another person. Uh, have goals that are productive. Work toward those goals every day we're not, we're not doing that. Um, we become an, an, an entitled society. Uh, we think we should have what we think we should have. We think we should go there very quickly, um, not have to do all the work though, you know, and, and that, that work is where all the the, the learning occurs. And that's where all the processes, find, it's where you find all those that, you know, the, the, the honesty and the, the communication and the humility and all those things that we need in order to, to, you know, become strong inside you know so it's about slowing down and hey i'm, I'm living an entire life here i got to get up every day and do these things i'm either going to get up every day and fight my battles with other people or i'm going to beat my own demons inside that i don't have battles with other people
0: are men more difficult to work with than women
1: no one is more difficult that's what people you know and people ask that a lot um men are men are probably more difficult to get started uh, only because we have that thing which says, well, we're going to fix it, you know, and, and they they told us when we were young, you, you, don't, you don't go get help, you fix all that by yourself and don't cry and do all those things. Uh, women are better at starting it. But, you know, once we get anyone going and they're willing to listen and say, well, let me try something, it's a different approach we take, but uh, no, I don't see that.
0: Do they do um, – um, because it, a, lot of, a lot of women seem to be a lot more open to change and, and, and a uh, higher uh, way of living and, and, and doing different things. Men seem to be more stuck. Is that because of how they were brought up?
1: Sure. It's, it's the roles we play. Um, again, men, men are, are just, have decided that they're not supposed to listen to anyone else. You know, we, we think about it in our minds, we arrive at a conclusion, we execute the conclusion. Uh, women have a tendency to, to emote a little more and and, and go slower with their communication. Um, on the other hand, women tend to be people pleasers more often. Women will enable more often. So a lot of what someone else is doing that isn't so positive, women may work with a little longer or they may be there and... and uh, in their in their attempts to help a person maybe actually enabling the dysfunction so you know it's just different that's all it is um we've always had that old thing women women used to be that women were the ones that primarily came to counseling i probably have my practice about it's about 50 50 now um men will call a little a little bit quicker than they used to Um, uh, men have a tendency to let it go longer you know, they'll, they'll try yeah. all their own things first and then they'll get there and probably should have gotten there earlier. Women have a tendency to come a little quicker, uh, but they also emote a little bit more. And a lot of times they're just looking to be heard and they're not always taking the advice and getting out there and using it. Uh, they, you know, it's, it's kind of a, let me have somewhere to go and talk and empty out. Um, so you know, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's, again, just like I say, take each person one at a time. It's the same way with people, mate, when they come in the office. You know, I, it's that particular person. And then I'll look at how we have to work, and, and they and I will decide how we're going to go forward.
0: Now, do you have a, uh, a chapter in there for women who date the same man in a different suit?
1: I have a chapter in there about people pleasing and it really covers that. <laughs> that's where it comes from. Uh, the, other, the other part of that is, is that will it, uh, women have a tendency, far more tends to be abused more than, than men. Uh, and when that happens, you know, if you start really getting into the, uh, the literature, there are actually some structural changes in the brain that we're looking at uh, and, and things change. And a woman doesn't often know how to go forward and, and be, um, live in the normal world because the abnormal, the, the abusive world has been there so long that when we say, here's the normal world, it's do I belong there? Well, I was told I don't belong there. Uh, how do I function there? I have really no markers. And what happens is they know how to deal with dysfunction. They know how to go try to fix that situation. Uh, so they go back to it. It's not the man, they're not looking for the man they just, have, they just know how to deal there, but the other part, the, the, the healthy part, is uncharted territory, and we can take the woman out of the abusive situation, but then again, it's just like self-help literature. We have to say, go ahead. Now we want you to live in a healthy situation. They say, great. How? What do I do with this? Because I don't know what to do. I've not lived there before. That's why I say we, the exact steps have to be there. We have to be there for people, give them the exact things to do and give them, give them the roadmap and then help them to navigate that map.
0: Yeah, because it's interesting. I have a friend that uh, um, her first marriage, and she she grew up a single ch- or an only child, and she didn't have a lot of friends, and, and so she wasn't real confident and stuff. So she married the first guy that that uh, took a shine to her, and he turned out to be an alcoholic, and that lasted, lasted for three years and uh, drug abuser, and he stole money from her parents. It was a nasty situation. <clears throat> Lo and behold, a year later, she gets married again to the same guy. Uh, who was an alcoholic for the next 20 years. Uh, he's, he's working to clean himself up now. But, but there are lots of people. We, we tend to repeat patterns unless we recognize the patterns and are, then take steps to change them. Is that, is that the, basically the essence of the book?
1: Now you're on target, yes. Uh, we, we, again, we have to change what's inside first. All these people we're talking about, not, not just these abused people, everyone develops an environment that they are used to living in. Now we say, well, let's change your environment from the inside. And they say, well, then what will I have is really they don't (laughs) say it, but that's really the question. What do I have now when you change that? Well, again, once we make all those changes inside, you have the options of going to create any environment you want, but you won't have that. You won't understand it. You won't have the courage uh, to to uh, to. Go after the change. You won't have the the knowledge of yourself to say when this happens. I can go back and do this, this, and this. Uh, so we want to put all that in first, because if we have that in there, then when we go to the external world, we're in a whole different place now. And you know, and you know, w- when we can turn that into what we're dealing with in our world right now, you know, again, we have the effects from the virus, from the political unrest, from the racial things that are happening. All we can keep on going. Um, you're going to go and react to those and put yourself into that with what, what, with what tools, with what positive tools are you going to go do that. Get the tools so when you go there, not only are you a little safer and a little more um, capable of doing some things, what you're presenting can be used by other people, and that can be positive. That's all I'm saying. It's creating your world that you will like, learn to love, and then unleash on the rest of the world. And it's just a nice way to do things.
0: And that is exactly the, the program that My Independence Report is, is to present people like you who have a positive uh, uh, view of the world and would like to really make positive change. And unlike me, because I'm just, I'm just a talk show host or something along those lines, I don't have the ability to do what you can do. With, uh, it to provide uh, the, the book and, and the, the Fix-It-Yourself Handbook. Um, all I can do is say things like, your life is empty and meaningless, which, by the way, gets gets people really kind of going when I say, your life is empty and meaningless. And they say, well, what, you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm worth something. You're worth anything you choose to be. But uh, your life is empty until you fill it up with whatever you want, and it's uh, meaningless until you assign meaning to it. Yeah, and you get... That's where I
1: started from there. And then I said, okay, everyone's saying that too. You've got to do these, get this way, get to this point. Somebody had to put down a roadmap. Someone had to say here, not just here's just, you know, fix yourself in 10 easy steps or here's the three or four things or the ones topic my book covers because life is not like that. Not Life is not one dimensional. Life is full of all different kinds of things. And if you don't deal with all of them or at least most of them, you're going to have problems. So there's, in in, in the book I wrote, is 36 different problems and and steps to deal with every single one of those. If you can do that in your life, whether it's my program or anyone else's that tells you, here are the exact steps. And, and, And that's a caution to people. No matter what program you're using, if they don't give you the exact steps and say, this is how you do it, you might want to move in a different direction because you're going to get a whole lot of, go in this direction, but, I'm not telling you what to do once you get there. You gotta know what you want to do. Someone's gotta say, do these things. That's what what somebody do
0: can... Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what we do in counseling. That's what we and, and again, if your counselor's not doing that, maybe you better run. You know, <laughs> you know, you, that, that's what you're paying the person for. If you're buying the book, that's what you're paying your money for. You know, it should tell you, do these things and always be there for you to refer back to. That's what a good self-help book does.
0: Should no well, would it be someone would it serve someone pretty well if they went and as an example, when they come and talk to you and are in therapy, would it serve them well to involve their significant other and the rest of their family because change doesn't ha- happen in a, in a vacuum it, it involves other folks. Um, it,
1: that's always advisable. And, you know if you go back to those women we were talking about, what I've always advised is get the guy in here because I can give you all the changes in the world and then you go back to the same environment and attempt to use them. And and it's not like he's going to say, well, welcome home, honey. I'm glad you have all these changes. Let's go. It's not happening. So if I get the guy in and he's got to present his, his picture, you know, and then I say, really, you're going to go there. How about if you look at this and that guy gets a little softer in his approach, and the two of them can grow together, and that's what we really want.
0: Because they, the chances of one person changing in a completely different way than the other person is is pretty high, isn't
1: it? It's it's a difficult situation to do, but if we get them together, and and that's why if we get a a lot of people in the world, you know, and and you and I are doing trying to do a little bit of that today. If we get everybody to say, "Gee, let me just look at this, let me stop doing these things, uh, and let me." be out there I and mean, it may be a person, maybe an ambassador for some positive energy here. Boy, it's a, it's a, the environment changes a bit and it's a little easier to, to function there.
0: Tell me what you, um, what your experience has been when somebody does make that change, when they're able to make that turn from being a reactionary to a negative person to being a positive person that's looking at things on a day to day basis.
1: You know, they'll come in the office or people that are reading the book and getting back to me. And what they're saying is, you know, they don't understand right away that they've made changes. What they're saying is, you know, I'm not as emotional as I used to be. I'm thinking these things through. Someone said something about me and it was a little bit critical and I didn't take it to heart. I wouldn't, I didn't take it personally. The first thing they start to do is telling me is to tell me all this negativity that seems to be dissipating. And once they, that's sort of like, you know, you, you have the garage and it's full of junk and you know, it's a beautiful garage, but you can't get it, you can't touch anything. We cleared all that junk out of there. Now you can look at the garage and say, you know what? I'm gonna build some shelves here and I'm gonna paint the floor and I'm gonna put lighting over there and the cars can both come in and all those sort of things. So then we start to say, well, now let's, let's plot where you wanna go. And then they say, I can do this. There's nothing holding me back. Uh, I may get scared. I may be a little insecure, but I'll take it one step at a time and I can go there, but I'm getting all the junk out of my life.
0: Because they, you've given them what they've given themselves the right and the belief that it can be done.
1: They have decided they are worthy enough of, of that type of change. And when, you know, when you get to that point, uh, you feel you're worthy enough and and you're doing it then you start to realize so is the next person and the next one and you start treating them that way
0: it's interesting because we all it's 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 a weird thing when when you have uh, someone like a Karen Carpenter or a uh, um, um, Ellen DeGeneres wife who are beautiful people and don't recognize that they're beautiful that they think that that they're either too fat or they're too, you know, too something and and stuff that you see. In the normal person's frame of mind, you would say, well, gee, they've got it all together, but hardly any of us do, don't we?
1: You are correct. We are all the same. I don't care uh, what color you are. I don't care what religion, gender, sexual orientation, whatever. We all have the same issues. And again, it's always about going back in there and being able to say, you know, it's going to take a while. I'm going to stick with this. Uh, I don't have to see a change next week or next month, but maybe by the end of the year or so, I'm going to look at myself and say, wow, this is getting a little better. And people say a whole year. And I say, well, if you don't do this, what do you think you're going to say after that whole year? The same thing you're saying right now. So be willing. Your life goes on day to day, hour to hour, second to second. Live it that way and try to put your positive energy in every day. If you, and, and if you think about it, that's how you got to the point that you didn't feel good because you weren't putting negative energy in every day. So if there's any proof to say that your brain can learn, that's it, you've been doing it the wrong way all this time. And, and learning is nothing more, I keep telling people than repetition over time. If you keep on repeating positive behaviors, keep on going in and, and getting the junk out and, and replacing it with good stuff, Soon, and not even uh, sooner or later, it it is guaranteed you will get better. I I can't control traumas in your life or, you know, horrors that, that, that that befall you. But in the meantime, even those you'll be better at dealing with if you're just willing to take the time and be nice to yourself.
0: And, and I, you know, I don't know, but it seems to me like even that there is actually even a little bit of a spiritual component, to what you do it's it's all of it it's, it's it's just talk about that
1: the key is a concept i call internal balance and again nothing you know uh, you know highfalutin here all i'm talking about is human beings by nature we are physical we have a body we have a mind we have emotions we have a spiritual connection whether you have god in your mind your spiritual connections to what's deep inside you whatever you want to define it as The closer it to to a balanced kind of state that all those four operating in, the better you feel. And what I tell people is go to the day that you really, really felt great. You know, I had a good day today. You're going to say, intellectually, I wasn't real conflicted. My emotions weren't all over the place. Physically, I felt good. And I kind of didn't lose any connection to myself. Well, there's your balance. So instead of just stumbling onto that, Why not get to the point where you can actually have enough control over yourself to bring that into your life? If that balance is there and you're not all over the place, that's how you live. That's how you feel. It's what you share with those people close to you. It's what you bring to the external world. It's, you know, again, not rocket science here. It's basic uh, human facts. This is the way we are. This is the way we're made. I'm just getting people back to being the good old version of themselves and nothing more.
0: But, it can change everything.
1: It, can, it will change your entire world. And, and again, that's the, that's the person you unleash on, on, on the rest of the world. And, and, and the thing is, for most of us who have come through this, we know what, what it used to be like. We know the program works. It changed our life. We bring that to everyone else and say, look, I know you because I used to be you and you're saying just what you said well that person has everything No, that person worked a, ho- a whole lot harder and longer to get to a different place that has some living components that you too can have because they didn't just you know it's, it's nothing that you know the, the spaceship came down from another place and, and the magic wand was there and boom we got it we worked real hard and we and 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 now we have a, a different set of skills that's all it is, and, I, and, we, and, I, and it's not a secret. I, wanna, I want you all to have them too.
0: Have you ever found anybody that's hopeless?
1: No, the, only, the closest to hopeless are the people that have decided that they're not going to do anything to make a change and they're going to stay angry. They're there, but uh, people b- born without hope, no. People have gone through situations that have been traumatic and hurtful and painful over and over again, yes uh but if they're willing to at least say all right fine i'll try your program i'll put a good good effort into it i haven't seen anyone
0: yet oh that's awesome that's awesome because because we all need a little bit of something And we all need help from from above, from each other, from inside. And it it all starts with a a motivation to do it. Uh, We're talking with Faust (laughs) Rigar.
1: That's why I'm on the show, folks, to say my last name, Ruggiero. (laughs)
0: Ruggiero. And it's the Fix Yourself Handbook. There's a website I'm sure that they can go to as well, right?
1: It is my name, faustruggiero.com, or just type in the Fix Yourself Handbook. It'll bring you to the website. And the website is dedicated completely to the book. you will find chapter outlines, uh, excerpts from the book, everything. It'll give you an idea if what you're going to read is something that you think you can work. You will know it from there. All uh, Things like we're doing today, all, a whole lot of my media appearances have, are there. So you can hear me talk. You can decide whether I'm the guy that you want to uh, listen to just a little bit.
0: It, that's what i told you it was rather intimidating because you've had like 90 interviews and i and i just wanted to make you know like like i i felt like you know i could be not very good and and stuff but anyway um but i wanted to make sure that that we got that information out and it's i i gotta tell you fos it's a pleasure talking to someone like you um i and i would like to do more of that can we do that more
1: Absolutely. This was uh, Kevin, a real good interview. You know, I, I think you're a little better than you think you are. Uh, you know, it's nice to, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a good interviewer listens and then asks questions based upon what he or she hears. That's really what it's all about. And uh, if both of us are putting our little egos, if you will, and our agendas aside and all we're doing is trying to get usable information that people can, 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 uh, Take hold of and uh, make their lives just a little bit better. Then you know we accomplish something. Then I think we did real well today.
0: My mission is to present a forum to where someone—I don't care who or when—but somebody's going to click on this interview, and they're going to go get your book, and it's going to change their life.
1: Well, I hope that happens. I hope um, you know people are willing to work on themselves. And for those uh, people that have any questions. There's a contact uh, link on the, on the website, by all means, send me a question. If you have it, I'm real good at getting back to people. Um, uh, You know, that's what this is all about. We're just trying to get people into a different place and we we're doing it one by one, but we're doing it.
0: Exactly. And, and as we go, go through 2021, what do you, what do you foresee? Put your crystal ball on. Where are we going to be at the end of the year?
1: Well, as you know, when I were talking before we started recording, uh, it's going to be a tough year. Uh, we're, we're coming back from the virus and we're not out of it yet. So we have economic and personal things to deal with there. We're coming out of a, a, an election process, which was not very nice. And uh, we have a divided nation that we've got to put back together. Um, we, you know, there's a lot of things going on. We have a lot of you know, the racial things that are going on. We're trying to get better with all of that. So there's a huge task in front of us. And, and the only thing I would say to people is please, Stop throwing the venom out there. Stop going at each other. Just take your time. Take a step back and say to yourself, what can I do if I'm going to post something or talk to someone or whatever I do that might just make this a little bit better today? And do that every day. If you're willing to do that, we're going to take a whole lot of this negative away and maybe give ourselves a chance to heal and move forward.
0: (sighs) How do you con I don't even know how to ask this question honestly it's it's like we've 'cause we've got people that are listening to different sets of facts they're not believing it's, it's what one person is saying is the truth versus what the other person is saying, and everybody's calling everybody a liar, and nobody's doing any research or or being able to come up with the answers to how do we get <laughs> i i how do we get through this?
1: you know what? I get that question asked a lot. And, and for me, does it make a difference who's saying what? You're not going to be able to discern the facts. Um, again, you, you, you follow news and news is just what news is. The new representation of something happening, but it doesn't always have the facts. So by the time you've heard it, you're following something that has it, that is just developing. Uh, I just tell people, think about the way you want to feel inside for you think about the way you want to treat someone else cuz that's what you're going to get back and just do that stop paying attention to all this stuff because it's designed to generate emotion in you news is designed by by to the core is designed to get you to react and then you go back and you get more and you get more and you get more and it get, and it gets addictive uh, take yourself take a month off Don't 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 watch the news. Don't listen to that. watch how different you are as you're treating other people stop uh, going on Facebook and getting the negativity disconnect for a while get back to yourself and and uh, and be able to say this is how I want to feel this is how I want, how I want me to be, and then go take that to other people and try to make them feel good too. it's not a it's not a complicated process.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because every major religion that has ever been on the planet or spiritual practice that has ever been here, the the cornerstone of what they talk about is treat others as you would like to be treated. Yes, it is. If we did that as a culture, as a world, if we recognize that we are all one that we are the same whether we're black or white or or it doesn't matter that we are that we're all the same species that we all are on this little rock and it's important that we take care of each other on this little rock because this little rock is all we got if we would just understand some of that then the tribalism might go away a little bit
1: and that's what we need and i, I you know as i as i've said to people for years do you want to be happy or do you want to be right that's what it can do. So you want to fight the war. You want to be able to annihilate the enemy. Come, up, come on top and say, see, you know, pound your fist in the air and say it was our way. And then the world's falling apart. Or do you want to acquiesce? Do You want to pull back a little bit and say, you know what, let me just give the other guy a chance here. And if we work together, we might be happy. I, do, do I have to be right? Or, or do I want to feel good? I'm always a fan of the second. I want to feel good. I want to make uh, help other people feel good. And I don't care who wins the battle. Can we just stop the battle and, and feel better? Boy, it'd be a whole lot, of, a whole lot different.
0: Boy, it'd be a lot more popular at Christmas dinner, too.
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I'm trying. <laughs>
0: And <laughs> Thanksgiving, if you if you if you were not the Uncle Bob that was always the one talking politics and talking down and was talking about how good people are and how, you know and stuff and had positive stories, you, people might invite you places more.
1: Kevin, it's a simple world, and if we live it simply and just treat each other. Again, like you said, we want to be treated. We work on ourselves to be the best person we can be. This is not that difficult.
0: I have really enjoyed talking to you today, Faust, and I would like to do this more because it's, it's, it's so needed. And uh, um, I just, I, I love, I love your message, and I love the book. I think it can be very helpful. I'm going to probably go get it myself because <laughs> you never know how what you can do better for yourself. So the name of the book is the Fix Yourself Handbook. It is, uh, has uh, done a wonderful job with it and, uh, go get it. And by the way, uh, we're coming to our, our time that we need to close cause you're a busy guy and you got lots to do, but, uh, can you give our audience a message that you'd like them to leave with today?
1: Sure. You know, Kevin, everything we have, everything we want, everything that's about us is already inside. Keep that in mind when you think you can't do something. It's not that you don't have the ability. It's just that you're not using, and you may have forgotten how to use what's inside you already. The key is to go inside. There's a power in there if you're willing to get all the junk and the negativity off of it. And you will find parts of you, even through that brutal honesty phase, you will find parts of you that you will absolutely love. Go be that person. Live that kind of life. Take it to the rest of the world. If we all do a little bit of that, things get better real quick.
0: I appreciate you, sir, and I appreciate that. And and, uh, and the website again is
1: faustregero or type in the Fix Yourself Handbook, you'll get there.
0: We've been talking with Faust Regero. He is an amazing man, and please get the book. Um, get it for Uncle Bob at the at Thanksgiving, if nothing else, because <laughs> yeah, so he might need it worse than you. But you know, we all we all could use a little, a little help from time to time, don't you think?
1: All the time. And, and, you know, we can use the help and we're, look for other people to help. Don't wait for it to, to find you. Go look for them. Sometimes getting out of your own head and helping someone else teaches you that you have a little more than you thought. And then you watch them feel good. And then you feel good about you, too.
0: That's, a, that's, a, that's so interesting. Um, um, just a real story real quick about, about what I perceive is going on in our culture right now. And that is, um, I, I until recently I I drove a bus for a living. Um, I was in media a while ago, and then I had to go, you know, like make a living, and uh, so I was I drove a city bus in Seattle, uh, for Metro, and um, pulled up to a stop one time. There's a man sitting there. He is disheveled. He's dirty and stuff, and and uh, he looks like he's had oh a cocktail or two, and he's at the bus stop and he's sitting there and behind him is a ditch. And the ditch is like five feet deep, four feet deep. And it was, it was, it had, um, uh, a foot of water in it. And so he gets up to try and get on the bus and he falls over backwards into the ditch. I have 30 people on my bus. Nobody moves. I stop. Nobody moves. I open the door. I, I had opened the door, left it open. Nobody moves. So it's like, okay, I, now I've done this before and I tore my bicep helping somebody and stuff, but I ended up getting out and and helping the guy anyway because nobody else would. If we could change that about our culture, that if people would get and then, and then people came up to me after, because I pulled him out of the ditch. He was, he was hurt. So we called medic. Uh, medical and so medical came and they and they took him to the hospital and stuff and one guy who was actually on the bus said you know i think that's very nice of you to do that and it's like he's a human being he was sitting what was i supposed to do close the door bye sorry you fell into the ditch <laughs> and and stuff and and but we as a culture need to get rid of that well he does i don't know he's not part of me um and we because he is and and stuff so um i just I wish that we were a lot more empathetic towards each other. Is that, is and that...
1: Once we treat once we treat ourselves nice and we feel good about who we are, we readily go out and do those kinds of things. And you know, there's no you know, you did a wonderful thing and I try to do those things myself, but there's no pat on the back. That's what we should be doing. As simple as that. That's what we used to do. And somewhere along the line, we decided that humanity is not as important as it used to be. And the other guy doesn't get the break. And we can't keep going that way. We're, we're going to destroy ourselves if we do. But again, if, if we're willing to work on ourselves, be good, be the people we want to be, we'll take that outside of ourselves. And this world changes fast.
0: Foster Rosario has been our guest. And uh, go get the Fix Yourself Handbook and it's a reference guide so you don't have to read it all at once but you can pick out with, with the thing that you want to fix first and do it one step at a time I appreciate you sir uh, for being here it's been, it's been just awful, awful good so uh, thank you very much and uh, by the way everybody you take care of yourselves be kind to one another we'll see you next time hey and thanks for listening to this oh, episode all the way to the end hey pretty cool